We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we're heading into the holiday season by dipping our toe into the NASCAR world with driver Ryan Blaney. We chat about what it's like to deal with the final lap of a close race, what his relationship is like with new crew chief Jonathan Hassler, and what it's like to be friends with some of the biggest opponents that he has. We also chat about Star Wars because this is Drinks with Binks. You know, Jar Jar Binks, you know, the worst Star Wars character ever. I'm drinking an almond milk eggnog. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome on in to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are celebrating our second holiday season working from home. Wow, time is flying by. We're having a great time, and I thought I'd commemorate the celebration with a wonderful almond milk eggnog. There's no booze in this, and I have no idea how eggnog and almond milk can work, but I'm very excited to try that out. And to celebrate this and everything that we've done this year, I'm very excited to welcome in someone that we've never actually had a NASCAR driver on before, and we get one of the best in the entire country joining us here today, dipping into the racing world, none other than NASCAR driver for Team Penske, Ryan Blaney. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And first of all, cheers to an incredible 2021 for you. And you are coming to us from a unique location. Where are you? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, sorry, I'm uh, currently in a uh, parking garage um, at the Automotive Museum uh, because I, I'm in Los Angeles for the um, Spider-Man premiere and I was killing some time and I was like, man, I, I can't find anywhere to go for this interview. I tried and tried and uh, I'm mobile. So thank you for accepting that and thanks for having me again. Of course. Well, I just think it's like so perfect that you're at in a parking garage of an automotive museum. Yeah. Like, does yeah. that happen a lot? Are you are you do you find yourself in car situations like this often? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think it kind of comes with the job, um, you know, of, of just being in racing and in motorsports. I'm not a, I'm not a huge car guy by any means as far as I don't have a ton of street cars. I have a few, but. This museum's actually really cool. Um, I like seeing all the old stuff, all the new stuff. They have 
bunch of race cars in here actually so um, if you haven't checked it out and you're in the area you should definitely do it well we will have to check out that automotive museum as we love to give free advertising here on the show all of the time uh ryan you have had a great year this year you've had three huge wins what's what is the off season like for a nascar driver yeah we don't we don't get a lot of time off um you know we go from early february to early november so not not a ton of off season um time you know just spend it with your family it's nice to have thanksgiving and christmas uh with the family and um you know i get get out here to los angeles and and do cool things like the the spider-man premiere so um yeah a little bit of time off we're we're testing you right now currently we're debuting next year uh all the nascar is so we're kind of testing that right now uh, this week so a little bit of practicing in our cars which is nice but a little bit of uh, free time too right and i want to ask you about next year in a second but to just go back through your career you've had um you know including this season a number of really close finishes i was just watching your race at michigan the other day and just you know coming right down to the wire you know what i mean what is that final lap like all of us watching this could possibly never understand what take me through that final lap yeah, you know, it, it can be different situations, you know, like the Michigan race, it's where it's, you know, kind of crunch time and everyone's really close and you're, you know, trying to hold off the lead. That gets your heart rate elevated a little bit, um, just super focused. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, there's there's kind of really intense situations, um, but those, those will happen periodically throughout the whole event. You know, you kind of get in some, some tight spots that, that might kind of get you amped up or whatever, but... Um, I really trying to hold off those guys at the end of the day. Really looking in your mirror. That Michigan race, I looked in my rear view mirror more than I did at the front windshield. You know, you're just kind of watching the cars behind you and, and seeing where they're going and trying to block them and stuff like that. So uh, it does get pretty intense. The heart rate gets up a lot, but I, I try to keep the heart rate down because when it gets up and you get excited, you kind of lose focus of what you're doing. So um, I try to keep it pretty calm, but it's it can get pretty hectic when you're just hyper-focused on kind of what you're doing and trying not to make a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine in those situations, it's it, the whole day when you talk about the heart rate. Like, you're going to the race, you're, you know, you start the race, you're doing a million laps, it feels like, and then you have, comes right down to the wire. How would you describe just uh, what that adrenaline is like and also, as you mentioned, how you control your heart rate in those really intense circumstances. Yeah, I think you just have to be up for the challenge, you know. I mean, you have to be ready for a, a chance to win the race. You know, I mean, just like any sporting team waits for a chance for that big play. You know, you have to just be ready for it when it happens and be prepared. And, and it's the same with our sport. You know, you have to be ready for those big moments of winning the race or taking the lead or holding guys off, you know, that stuff happens all the time maybe just kind of in different ways with different sports but they're all kind of the same i feel like but the biggest thing i think is experience like when you're young and you haven't been through it a lot you can get pretty amped up and lose kind of focus on the task at hand but as you get more and more into it you understand that it's normal you know you're going to have these situations and you want those situations you know you want those high pressure moments to where you can rise up and do just that. So I look forward to those moments that sometimes they're, they'll make your hair go gray, but um, I think they're, they're a lot of fun. And, and uh, it's, it's a cool kind of mindset to be in when you're that hyper-focused like that and, and in the moment. Yeah, I think you're in the right industry if those are the moments that are really getting you going, because not many people can stomach something like that. 
and, and for you, like, I mean, your relationship with your crew chief is so important because, you know, they're helping you figure out where other guys are and like where to move and all this. You would tell that better than me. I'm obviously not an NASCAR driver yet. Yeah. But um, what I have to say is you have a new crew chief for 2022. Um, Jonathan Hassler is joining you guys. And what is the process like of getting to the point with a new crew chief where you guys, where you can literally trust your life in his hands? Yeah, that's a big step. You know, I mean, it's, it's you create a bond with these guys. Um, you know, you're, you're on the road with them. 36, 38 weeks out of the year, uh, they're, your, they're your family, really, and, and uh, you get to know their families really well because you spend so much time with everybody. Uh, but the new crew chief side, you know, for people who don't know, it's like a, it's like getting a new head coach. It completely, it kind of completely changes the way that sometimes you do things, you know, from a setup perspective and your relationship with, you know, with that person is is very important and it, it makes or breaks you, really. So. Myself and, and my new crew chief, Jonathan Hassler, have been working you know, really well together this offseason, and, and I look forward to it. He's done a great job. He's been in racing for a long, long time, and he's, a, he's an overall great guy, very smart too. So uh, I can't wait to get started with him and, and start a new chapter. It should be a lot of fun. What's the dynamic like with him, and, and how does it, does it differ from Gordon? It does differ a little bit. You know, I mean, everyone has their own personality, and not everyone's going to be the same. So... Uh, but luckily for me, they do have a lot of the same personalities. They're very calm and collected. And, um, you know, as a driver, I like that because we talked about tense situations. You know, not all of them are going to go your way. You're going to get frustrated out there sometimes. And, and you look for someone who can kind of bring you back in and calm you back down, you know, and kind of refocus your, your mind. So Todd Gordon, my old crew chief, and, and I think my new one, Jonathan Hasser, is going to do just that. Um, kind of a yin and yang kind of thing, which I think always works. So um, it is it is hard to kind of find that right person, but you just hope that you two connect well and have the same language to where you can figure out how to work on these cars and go as fast as possible. Yeah, it's very fascinating. Um, I got a, When I worked at um, Fox Sports, I got a chance to do, we did like an immersion day at Fontana. So cool. Um, and I got with like Jeff Gordon's crew and then we did the pace car with Clint Boyer, and I was like, this is the most insane shit I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I don't know how these guys do this, but it's, it is super, super exciting. What's up, everyone? I'm Anson Carter. I'm having drinks with my girl, JSB, AKA Drinks with Binks. Make sure you tune in. It's always a good time. The sparkling water is so good when it hits the lips. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Dr. Jen Welter, and I just had drinks with Binks. And if you want to know about the drink test... You're just going to have to watch the entire episode. And what I can tell you is she's a total pass of the drinks test. And anytime I can have drinks with Banks, it's happening. And I recommend you do the same. You've been at like some of the most legendary tracks ever. Um, What are your, what's your favorite track to be at? Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned Fontana. That's a great racetrack. Um, not too far from LA. Big too. One of the bigger tracks we go to. Um, my favorite one, there's a little track in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's in the mountains there. It's a little tiny half mile. Um, so Fontana is a big two mile racetrack, two miles long and, and Bristol's a half mile. So very, very different types of racing and styles. But um, for some reason, Bristol was my favorite as a kid watching. And uh, it's, it's remained my favorite as far as uh, being a driver now. Yeah, short track. That's uh, got to be a completely different way of racing. It is. Um, you know, it's it's all different approaches kind of to it, um, especially the car setup, the way we drive, um, the short tracks, you know, from half miles to big two, two and a half mile racetracks. It's all different. Um, and we have to do that week to week. You know, you kind of have to be prepared for it. So it's it's not only hard on the drivers, but it's tough on the team, setting cars up and building cars. Mm. You know, we build specific cars for short tracks or road courses or big, big mile, you know, two mile racetracks. So uh, that's pretty tough. That's a lot of engineering that goes into it. A lot smarter people than me, you know, come up with these designs on how to make these cars go as fast as they do. But um, it it is a big variation. And I think that's what makes our sport pretty neat is you're not only going to just one racetrack each week. That's the same cookie cutter place. It's kind of all over the board. Right. Yeah. You're traveling all over the country. You mentioned when you, um, you know, you were a kid and, and growing up your third generation driver in your family and you come from such a legacy of Blaney's in, in driving. And so what was it like when you started to learn how to drive like a regular car when you were in high school that was different from like the other people in your class? Yeah, it was a little different. Um, yeah, I started racing when I was nine. So I, way before I could Oh, okay. Yeah. So not high school, I guess. No. Well, racing, <laughs> racing, driving street is different. I never, never, I wasn't driving on the road at 12 years old. That's, that's illegal. So, um, a lot of people were like, well, why, why couldn't you? And I was like, well, the state, the law don't care if I'm a race car driver or not. I'm still 12. So, um, it was, it was different, you know, uh, it felt weird kind of getting in behind the wheel of a street car because, you know, you get used to the race cars that you drive all the time. Um, luckily, the guy who did my driver test was a teacher at my school, and he knew what I did. So it was very, oh. it was a very easy driver test to pass. Um, I don't know if that's good information to put out there or not, but uh, it was. Hey, I mean, you were going to pass anyway. You're already driving cars. Like but, that guy would have been crushed if he hadn't passed uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I didn't pass, that'd be real bad. But yeah, yeah. No, it was it was neat. It was something different, and. Um, it was, it was way different when you have your license and you can go drive on the streets by yourself. You know, you, it, it almost made me feel cooler than driving race cars because you're like, oh, I can go pick up my friends. Mm-hmm. I can go meet y'all for dinner. You know, it's, it's a little bit different, but um, that was a cool dynamic for sure. But definitely odd being able to drive 
race cars before I could be legal to drive on the road. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, you've, as you mentioned, that you come from this long line of, of uh, the illustrious family that has been a part of racing for so long. Uh, what would you have done if you weren't a driver? And was there ever a time where you were like, no, dad, I'm not driving. I'm going to go do something else. That's a good question. Um, probably unemployed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm good at other things other than racing. Uh, but I don't really know what I could make a career out of. Um, you know, I, I just grew up in a racing family. So that's really all we did. You know, we were at the racetrack all the time watching dad run and, um, I grew up, started in it so young, and, and uh, it was homeschooled, uh, you know, my senior year of high school, and, and uh, I played other sports uh, as a kid. I played basketball and, and basketball and, and baseball growing up, and just didn't have the love for it, um, you know, as racing. And I'm I'm five nine, so I, I really couldn't make it as a basketball or a baseball star. So the racing route kind of seemed to be the good way to go. Hey, when it's in your blood, right? My mom was a news reporter. Look at me. I'm obviously a star like her. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it's so awkward. I'm in my apartment drinking an almond milk eggnog for the second year in a row. Okay. Um, hey, you could be sitting in a parking garage with nowhere to go. <laughs> We're living the dream, aren't we? We're living our dreams. Uh, okay. I got an, I'm so curious about you guys and, and the race car stuff. On a scale of one to ten, one being lowest, ten being the highest, what what level of crazy do you have to be to be a, a NASCAR driver? Uh, I've never been asked that question before. That's, that's a new one. Uh, I'd say like a like a four. Like you don't have to be too crazy, but you got to have something kind of wrong with you. I think I, I don't know. I don't. You don't have to be some wild out there person to drive race cars. You know, you can be pretty normal. Um, but that's coming from a driver who I think I'm fairly normal. I could be completely wrong. People could see me be like, that guy's way out in left field. So I, I don't know. But I think like a four or five. Yeah, like some kind of switch is, had, like, turn, was turned the other way of like the anxiety of being in a moving vehicle that fast. Yeah, I guess. Between life and death. I guess so. I don't really think about that. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, don't I, think about that then, yeah. Hey, it's Matthew Berry from ESPN, and I've just been drinking and binking. I didn't realize binking was a verb, but Julie told me about that. So yeah, so apparently we were binking, we were drinking. I enjoyed one more than the other. I'm not going to tell you which one. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Why, hello there. This is your WWE Champion Big E. And I just had drinks with pinks. You're friends with a lot of the other drivers. I saw you, you know, have Halloween parties and stuff. The guys come over. What, um, what, what's it like, like being friends with them, but then also wanting to like, like there's a lot on the line when you race them. 
Um, not even obviously your lives, but like there's a lot of money. There's a lot, a lot of stakes. Stakes are high. What's your relationship like with the other drivers? You know, you're closer. Everyone's going to be closer to some people than others. And, um, a lot of guys I race with now I grew up with, um, you know, I grew up racing with guys like Bubba Wallace and Chase Elliott and, you know, I, I, I known those guys forever. So obviously we're really good friends. We'd be great friends if even if we didn't race together. Um, but that is a, it's an interesting kind of balancing act, you know, because you're, you're, you're friends with people and, and, but at the same time, you kind of want to beat your good friends more than the other competitors just to kind of have bragging rights. But it's, it's a cool dynamic because you, we race each other probably the hardest out of anybody, but we race each other super clean. You know, like you never worry about your buddy running into you on purpose. You know, it's going to happen on accident every now and then, but we race each other hard and, and you have trust in your buddies that, you know, in their skills and that you can run them real hard and close and that you're not going to crash into each other. So it's a weird dynamic. Uh, we all want to beat each other really bad, but um, at the same time, we're all rooting for each other. And we're all, we want, you want your friends to be successful, um, you know, and, and you want to be successful yourself. So we all root for each other, but same day we're hella competitors and we, we, we compete against anything. So uh, we want to beat each other every day no matter what it is yeah well that's good that's very healthy relationships to have with them um you mentioned just like you know you can sort of you know like guys that are either gonna crash into you or like that you can't trust you kind of have a scouting report of like the other cars of like okay don't go near this guy like he's a loose cannon not gonna you know you're not gonna make it out alive if you're around him the whole time <laughs> there's a couple guys in there that might you know you don't want to run around you know more than others um and some of it, some of it might just be what happened in that certain race. You know, some of it might be something that happened the week before. You're like, oh, I don't want to be around this clown. You know, he wrecked me mm -hmm. or run into me. Like, I'm going to stay away from him. Um, but a lot of it, you know, everyone's a pretty good racer. You know, I mean, everyone's there for a reason. And, and they're all, you know, talented in their own right. And everyone makes mistakes. But, yeah, some of them you like racing around more than others. There's a few that I'm like, eh, I don't really want any, any part of you. Yeah. That's what I heard about WWE. It's like some of them know, okay, I think it's either Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair. I forget which one said this about the others. Like, I don't trust that person because I don't think, like, they could hurt me. They don't know what we're supposed to do, uh, which is terrifying. Before we go, before we go, I just got to ask you, when you heard about my show name, were you like, I'm going to do it because she has the last name of a Star Wars character? Do you get a lot of grief for that? Like, do people ask you if, like, Jar Jar, like, he related it, like... Uh, yeah. I, it's cool. I mean, hell, I love Jar Jar. Phantom Menace is honestly one of my favorite films because it came out. That was the first one I saw when I was a kid, so... I think, have at it. That, okay. That, I saw that, and I was like, yeah. And it was a cool name, too. The show name is... I get so much flack for it. The, I mean, because... Well, by the way, also... I think you'll appreciate my Jar Jar Binks Star Wars. Yeah. I kept it in the box because obviously this guy's going to be worth a lot someday, I think. Not. I think he will. What's the best Star Wars gift you've gotten? Because I'm sure you've gotten a lot. Oh, man. Someone gave me a really, really expensive lightsaber one time. Like, it was, it was, I don't even want to know how much it was, but it was like industrial grade, like, aluminum cnc machine handle like it was it was the works and uh that was is cool. it like a real lightsaber 
it doesn't cut people in half, but it. it yeah, like, I, I guess, but. Uh, <laughs> That's like the coolest Star Wars game ever. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that to get my boyfriend because I was like I gotta ask the Star Wars guy. Uh, I've only got I've gotten him so many socks with like you know R two D two on them. I gotta step my game up. Hey, this is James Hinchcliffe, and I just got to share some bourbon with my fellow Canadian on Drinks with Binks. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Um, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with NASCAR driver Ryan Blaney. And tell us where we can find you next and everything you're working on that you want everyone to know about. Yeah. Um, well, we get our season started here uh, in L.A. at the L.A. Coliseum uh, the first week of February. So that would be very exciting. Um, so looking forward to being back. But, yeah, on, on Twitter, Twitter, I'm just at Blaney. Instagram, I'm Ryan Blaney 10. I don't post a lot. But uh, if you want to see kind of what I've got going on. Um, but, no, make sure you check it out. Thank you again for having me. Really, really nice talking to you. Sorry for the uh, half mobile device if you no you're in a parking lot this is perfect it's like you're in your natural habitat right now at an automobile museum and yes it is your office and before we go though we want to um maybe if you want to let people know about the blaney family foundation yeah um yeah the ryan blaney family foundation we started uh, a few years ago and uh, we work very closely with the alzheimer's association um my grandfather had alzheimer's very bad and he passed away from it and uh, it's it's a very tough tough disease uh to watch someone go through um you know, your loved ones it's uh, it's very widespread and the, the thing is there's there's no cure for it um so uh we've been doing a lot of work from that um and this year we're actually working with the university of pittsburgh um concussion program um up at upmd so we're, we're looking for a lot of brain health is what we we look for uh concussions Alzheimer's is what we work with, and uh, looking forward to, to doing a couple fun fundraisers. But uh, you can check it all out at the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation website and find out all the info you need. Great. Well, thank you so much for that. And I appreciate the work you do in that because Alzheimer's also has touched my family as well. And I know how difficult it is. And it's just such a it's such a debilitating disease. And we've all had someone that we know that has dealt with it. And so thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for coming on the show here today. And guys, um, make sure that you check out all of our other episodes on Fubo Sports on our YouTube page at Fubo Sports, as well as all of our great clips, funny, quirky things on Twitter and Instagram at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.